You're listening to Salon Frequency, a podcast for salon professionals that are revolutionizing the texture of salon culture. Welcome to another episode. How you feeling, Frida? I feel good. I feel good. It was a nice day out yesterday here in D.C. I feel good. How do you feel? I feel amazing. Spring has sprung. And I have. My allergies have been at bay so far, so I'm feeling real good. Are you taking something for them or are you just... I'm not. My body is... Treat my body well. Look at you. I'm just like... My my whole family is suffering. This is... My whole family... (laughs) I'm just like, dang. You out here just breathing easy. Okay. Just deep, clear breaths. Y'all eat water like me. I love it. I love it. How was your weekend? My weekend was amazing. I just came back from Atlanta. How was it? Went out there for some networking. That okay. was a good time. It's always good to be in community. Yeah. I love that. Everybody's in Atlanta, I feel like. Everyone. And like yeah. people in Atlanta say, don't move here. We're, we're out of space. But. Oh, I'm good. I have no interest. I, and I never have. Because you know what? Atlanta is to me, there's like Atlanta proper, which I'm probably wrong, but I'm going to say it anyway. It's like three blocks. Yeah. And, and then everything else is a country. Yes. And I'm not a country girl. I'm a city girl, Philadelphia, born and raised, and I like the city. So I feel like D.C. gives me a good mix of like a balance of Philly suburbs, and New York, yes, kind of suburbs, yes. kind of city, where when I visit my family who's not in Atlanta proper, they're on the outside of Atlanta. Yeah. I'm always like, this is country. It's real country. We got to drive everywhere. Mm. The 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 Piggly Wiggly, it's not the Piggly Wiggly, <laughs> <laughs> but it just, everything is so spread out. And I can get why that is appealing. It's just not appealing to me. I don't like, I feel like when I follow people on social media, I feel like a lot of the coaches and entrepreneurs They're are all plants, right? And so I'm just like, ooh, I want to be there. And then I get there and I'm just like, this is not internet, Atlanta. No, no. <laughs> it's not giving me that type of energy because I do forget it's in Georgia. Yeah. Like that is the South. It is. It is. Oh, so, yes. The cost of living, I understand, is significantly lower. Yeah. It, well, most places are significantly lower than the D.C. region. It used to be. I feel like Atlanta is getting up there because everyone is, is moving, moving there. Everyone's moving there. They've been featured on all those like, like home buying places, places for black exactly. people to live. I mean, because so you can get a beautiful house. You can get a huge, beautiful home. So I do love that about it. But I'm good. Yeah. I'm good in the city. I, I like it here. Yeah. It, it, being down there, and especially, particularly the event that I was at, um, meeting like marketing folks, mm-hmm. meeting people that are in media, they talked a lot about how a lot of it exists in DC. Yeah. And so personally I feel challenged to oh, go find these spaces in DC mm-hmm. because that it was great. Yeah. It was great. And I, I do believe, like you said, DC has a lot to offer. Oh, Just, for sure. I haven't been making space for it. Like it's here. Me too. Yeah. It it is I was invited to an event last week. I knew you were out of town, which is why I didn't even mention it even though mm-hmm. when did you i don't know what day you got back because i was on like thursday tuesday, night tuesday to thursday so i was yeah. in and out um but it was for like um black it was a pop-up okay and it was for like uh black entrepreneurs and business owners and it was a really cool event i did not make it because my babysitter was like not feeling well so i know i felt bad for her i, re- I know it may not sound like it but i really did yeah I rolled my eyes and I was like, okay, you're not feeling well, but I didn't go. But the point, my point is in saying that is it was another reminder that there are things happening in this city. There are. And sometimes we just, you just don't know about them. Yeah. You got to seek them out. You do. And so I was like, the young lady who invited me, I was like, please don't, she's a mom. So she got it. I was like, my babysitter is not feeling well. Yeah. 
please don't stop. Don't, this is our first invitation. This is my yeah. first invitation from her. I said, please don't stop inviting me. To stop. Yeah. Please tell me about stuff. And I said, the babysitter could not make it. And, and the family life was happening. And she's like, I get it. I get yeah. it. And I said, of course, a mo- another mother would get it. Because yeah. I don't know if, if she wasn't a mom, maybe or maybe not, she wouldn't have got it. But she was like, I get it. 100%. It's fine. Yeah. So the opportunities are there. I think the networking events are there. It's just finding them. When was your last like networking event that you actually attended? Ooh. Not you coming at me with a trick question early, y'all. We just got here. Yes. Oh, um, I don't know. That's a good question. I, off the top of my head, my last networking event, I don't remember. We got to change that. We do. We and there has kind of been something somewhere. And look at that. It's my thinker. Uh, so. I worked with a lawyer on a project a few months ago and she invited me. She was not going, but she invited me to a small up women's history month, small business, women's small business owners, networking event, downtown DC across from one of the um, major uh, entertainment venues. And that was not even two months ago. I forgot about it. You don't play no games with your network. So, but wait, he, he, I'm going to tell you a quick story about this. I'm going to tell you a quick story. And I, and I am going to name drop, not, not for ego, but, but because this is how networking works. And I'm going to give you all the quick and dirty. I'm at this event and I'm doing all the things and I'm charismatic and I'm talking and I'm listening to the speakers. There were, there was a panel of women from a major credit card company that that's who was hosting the event. And then the other speakers was this one woman. She was in like Peace Corps. She ended up connecting with these women, I think, in Ghana. Next thing you know, she has this huge company where she's doing these products made with shea butter. They're in Whole Foods. She was amazing. Connected with her. The other women on the panelists were in leadership positions at nonprofits and other government organizations to support yeah. businesses, right? So I'm there. I'm doing the thing. It was a great event. I stuck to my diet. I just want to put that out there. <laughs> I stuck to my diet, right? And so... I had a goal to connect with at least two women, like real connections. Mm -hmm. So as I was leaving, there was a lady who who wrote wrote up on the elevator with me. And as I was leaving, she was about to come back down. So I was like, I'm going to intentionally move slow so we can get on the elevator at the same time. Right. That was the that was how my brain was working. So the elevator comes and I'm like, oh, (laughs) I guess we'll go down here. Funny. here. I guess we'll go down together. So we go down. She, when I introduced myself on the way up, I told her my name was Frida. I don't remember what she said her name was, but she said I have a a cat named Frida. And so on the way back down, I didn't remember introducing myself. And she was like, remember we met? I told you my cat's name. And I said, yeah, she have a cat named Frida. She said, well, actually my cat's name was Frederick Douglass. And then Frederick Douglass got pregnant. And so then we realized Frederick Douglass was not a Frederick. And so we switched his name to Frida. So our cat's name is Frida. So Jocelyn, we're we're chopping up. I mean, we're only on like the third floor. Yeah. It's not that tall of a building. So we go down to the to the ground level. We're sitting outside. So we're still talking. Like this lady and I are vibing. We're talking about small businesses. We're talking about our struggles. We just Connected. connecting, right? Yeah. And so small, small world, because she tells me she's driving back to Philly that night. I tell her I'm from Philly. She tells me she went to high school here in DC, but then she moved to LA and some other stuff because she's in the music industry. Yeah. But then her husband went to, is from Philly. So I'm telling her high school I went to. So we played that whole dance. And she went to the high school my husband went to. And so I'm like, maybe you knew my husband. You knew his homies. Such a small world. This is where it gets crazy. So finally, we're saying all this stuff. And so I say, what is your business? Yeah. Like, what, what brings you here? Because we never got to that. 
She says, I have a music group called Kindred the Family Soul. Not Kindred Family Soul. I said, you better shut your mouth. You were Kindred? What? I said, please give me a few moments to fangirl because your, your music was like the entire soundtrack to my wedding. Oh, wow. This is so for those of you who are familiar with Kendrick the Family Soul, it's a husband and a wife. This is the wife. This is, I have been talking to this woman for about 30 minutes. Oh, and when I said we were cracking, like before this, cracking up, talking about high schools, and and I was, you know, I joked and I was like, Yeah, I'm from Philly, but I moved here for a little trim. And she was like, I'm from DC, but I moved like, where you never know who you're that going to meet. That is where I was going. You like we Never are chopping know. it up, and I'm just like, I need the finger. I said, I'm not gonna sing. I'm not gonna sing. I'm not gonna embarrass myself. I'm not gonna embarrass myself. I won't do it. I won't let you make me do it. You won't make me sing. So I'm not. I'm not. I won't. But <laughs> just need to go on record as saying I'm a fan. Anyway, my point is, it it just was such a moment because I am, I am genuinely a fan of her and her husband's work. I am still a fan of their work. I love, if you know anything about them, I think they have like five or six kids. They have this beautiful family. I'm not one of those people who are like relationship goals or couple goals. That's not my thing, but I can appreciate a beautiful black couple. Right. And, and that, that much, I, I believe that they are at least how they present themselves to be. I appreciate them for that. I appreciate like the world and the life that they're creating for themselves and their family. But I would have never my intention was just to connect with some people right. and to just talk. And then look at that. Look at that connection. I'm out here with celebrities. Okay. Right. Like, but yeah. So that was my last networking event. That, wow. It was. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, and then you went to a hair show recently too, right? I did, oh, see, that's my brain. Job. Thank you. Yes. I went to IBS, the international. I hate saying IBS because <laughs> IBS. Oof. I went to the international beauty show in New York. That was like March. Fifth and sixth. And look at that. Two events. Look at that. That I completely forgot about. How do I? You know what happens? And this is this this is deeper than forgetting. This is why I have a hard time celebrating mm. sometimes some of my wins because yeah. sometimes I don't even remember them. Right. I completely forgot that I was in New York for two days for a hair show. Went to IBS. I'm not for those of you who are not familiar. International Beauty Show is a really really large beauty show at the Jacob Javits Center in New York City. It has been going on for forever. It's for cosmetologists, licensed cosmetologists, cosmetology students, and estheticians. It's enormous. All of the big brands are there. Their focus is not specifically on black hair. Yeah, just, just hair. Cosmetology, but, yeah. But like so many things in the cosmetology, in the beauty industry, you get in where you fit in, and mm-hmm. you've got to learn how to do that. Yeah. Um, it was a great time. It was a quick turnaround. I got there Saturday evening and was there. No, I got there Sunday evening. And was there the entire day Monday for the show. Okay. And then I came back late Monday night. Oh, wow. Took some great classes on color. I took some business classes. I went with the team. They went as well. So they were, for some of them, some of my stylists who work with me, this was their first time going to a show. It was a good time. Yeah. It was a good time. And it's just also like as a mom and a wife, it was nice to just be away. But I'm also... A little clingy, I realized, because <laughs> you want to get back home. I be wanting to get back home. I be on the phone with my husband, like a teenager, like, "What you doing?" Oh, oh, what y'all? And then I'll be like, "Oh, y'all get on my nerves." Soon as you get back, soon as I get back, I'll be like, "I should have stayed an extra night just because." But while I'm there, I'm like in the hotel by myself, <laughs> yeah. like, "Hey, I'm in this hotel by myself." 
It's weird. I got the deadbolt on. I'm like putting my suitcase in front of the door. It's legit, okay? You know. I, I don't play about hotels. Yeah. But what about you? Yeah. Mm-mm. Well, this weekend was networking for you. This, this was networking, yes. yes, at hotel. Um, one of the things that I wanted to bring up as we uh, like kind of, I don't get into the revolution of things sure. within their, within our in- industry and hair shows yeah. and networking, particularly taking class, t- doing things that build you up, build you and your team up. Yes. Um, I wanted to ask you mm-hmm. about retailing. I know you said your team went, you took some business classes. Yeah. Yeah. How important has retail been for your business? Okay. Or for your team? So I think retail should be and has always been important to a salon as a whole. Mm -hmm. But for me specifically, retail just really became a thing in the past... I'm going to say 18 months, maybe. So retail was something I always knew I needed to focus on. It was never like, I don't need to worry about that. That's not a big deal. My clients can just go to the beauty supply store. Like I always knew that I should be focused on it, but I never took the time to put the things in place to offer retail, like my sales and use tax license, Mm -hmm. right? Like when we were talking earlier about you can't know what you don't know. Sometimes you do know and you just don't do it. Fair enough. Right? Like sometimes we be knowing and we just don't be doing And I knew that while I had had like some hair ties or bonnets in the past that I was selling, that if I really wanted to be legit, I needed to get my sales and use tax license. Yes. When I went to apply for it, something about it seemed confusing. And it probably wasn't in hindsight. But in that moment, maybe I had other stuff going on. I didn't get it. It's confusing. Okay, it is. It's confusing. Okay. Okay. It wasn't just me. (laughs) And so I just didn't. And then I got with a good accountant. This is the importance mm-hmm. of having the right help, yes. right? People yes. who know what they're doing to support you for what you want to do. She applied for it for me. Yeah. And I paid for it. Yep. And it was done. And just like that, I'm out here placing wholesale orders. Look at that. For the stuff that I need. And it was really a game changer on for many reasons. Chief among them is that my clients should be able to get what they need from my salon. That part. They should not have to go to another business, particularly the beauty supply store, which usually does not have their best interest at all. At all, at right? All. They just we can, typically we can go don't. down a whole right a whole thing about that. And and even if even if that beauty supply store has gotten something that is a good quality product, I forget the name of what it is called. Diversion is it called diversion? What, when when they are selling crown elements mm-hmm. and they're not authorized to sell it. Oh, yeah. So th- so something I forget the name of it, but something happens where sometimes there might be a product that they're not authorized to sell, but yeah. they've probably purchased it retail and they just marked it up. Yeah. And they're selling it, but they don't have an agreement with the company. Yeah, I don't know what the technical um, term is, but or yeah, it's not happens. the real thing. That's a big thing. That happens. supply product. Yes. That is a huge thing. That they happens. can get the packaging because oftentimes they're in relationship mm-hmm. with the people that are actually manufacturing right. it. Right. They can get the bottle and they just put whatever. They put whatever in it. It's not, always, it's not always what you think. Particularly at yeah, beauty supply stores. Yeah. Yeah. So I want it to be the resource for my clients. Yeah. I wanted them to know that whatever you need for your hair, we can provide. And what I have learned is that if maybe I'm, maybe I'm only providing a moisturizer and uh, hair bands and bonnets. Yeah. And then there's that one day that someone says, thank you so much, but I've really been looking for a good herbal treatment. Yeah, yeah. Say less. We'll be placing an order for an herbal treatment right? next week. <laughs> I mean, like, it's the same. It's similar to like going to a store. Yeah. Like going to a restaurant. They're only going to stock and have the things that people are asking for, the right. things that people want. 
but it improves the business. Right. And so then we become a resource, not just for your specific hair do, but we yeah. become a resource for your hairstyling needs. Mm. And so even if you're not using us to come and get your hair done, you know that we're the only ones that carry this particular brand because yeah. this brand only has relationships with salons. Yeah. They're not even in beauty supply stores. Yeah. Um, from a revenue perspective, because I'm always, if it, if it don't make dollars, it don't make it sense. It don't make sense, okay? <laughs> it increases the bottom line, right? Because I'm marking it up probably... I, th- I think long gone are the days of marketing it up like 50%. Like if you pay $10 for it, you sell it for 20. You have to do a little bit more than that yeah. because there's shipping, there's tax. There, well, there not necessarily might be tax, but there are all these other things. There's a package that you're putting it in. Um, there's a labor for the person who's selling it to you. So it increased our revenue. Yeah. And I haven't gotten to the point where I have specific goals for the team, but I am looking to turn retail into sort of an education bank. Mm-hmm. Where I say you've sold X dollars in retail, you now have X dollars in your education bank. Yeah. So maybe if you have five hundred in retail sales, you have five hundred in a credit towards a class. Or yeah. I haven't worked out the numbers, but I think retail can absolutely be a game changer, especially when you really, really focus on it. Yes. What about you? I mean, I not to toot my own horn, but I graduated <laughs> cosmetology school with the highest retail average. Okay, I have always. Sold product. Okay. I feel like a lot of like it was interesting being at cosmetology school and um seeing my classmates yeah be mad about like having to sell products because they they did put you know expectations on us. Yeah. Like you go downstairs after you finish your guests, mm-hmm. you take them down to the retail area, yeah. you show them the products that you're using, and like you're expected to sell a particular amount. Right. While we're working for free, they're like, okay, and on top of us working for free for you, for you, now you're getting money here. And I'm just like, y'all are thinking about you this yeah, all you wrong. That point. You're missing the yep. point. The point is practice. Yeah. School is practice. So when you get out here behind the chair, yeah. it is not like, it's I got this product. You yeah. want it? Like, no, you're closing these sales. Yeah. Like, when they talk to me about how to make money without having to work, Yes. That is where I'm trying to be at. That is so it's like, yeah, I'm going to put this handwork on your head Mm -hmm. and I'm going to do my technical skills. But if I can increase this ticket by just showing you you the product. And it's just like, you know, um, this is a conditioner we use on your hair today. I'm not shoving it down your throat. I'm just reminding you what we use. And if you want to recreate these results at home, here are some options. It's that part, but I think a lot of people think that's like is only where it's it. I think that people believe that's where it starts and stops. Mm-hmm. It's like, yes, I use this conditioner. You want to take it home? It's like, no, this conditioner will reduce the frizz in your hair. It'll let your right. style last you an extra three days. Mm-hmm. It's going to moisturize your hair to prevent you from having to use so much moisturizer. Mm-hmm. So that way you invest in this conditioner, you're saving on moisturizer, right. which saves your, you saving money. X money throughout yes. the month. It's just yeah. like, oh, so it's the product knowledge. Yeah. It's understanding what you're using. Right. And it's increasing your revenue for me. And I feel like a lot of stylists drop the ball when they're when they don't put enough energy into retail into understanding their products and being that resource for their clients and i'm i'm seeing it now i'm seeing it i'm just like yo you are working hard mm-hmm. you're working so hard and that's all you're taking home yeah and then you're going out to then have to 
I don't know, buy buy stuff for your kid and yeah. not have enough. And like, I got to pick up extra days. It's mm-hmm. like, girl, if you just sold the <laughs> moisturizer you was using, that would be it. You three extra sales. Do you think quickly. that stylists are uncomfortable being salespeople? Yes. Yeah. I, I believe, I honestly believe the issue is education. Yeah. Because again, like I said, people think, okay, I'm going to have this condition. I'm saying, do you want to buy it? And they think it's just a sales mm-hmm. thing. But really it's an education thing because if you know the conditioner, right. you know why you're using the conditioner and you're using quality products right. that you believe, that you first believe in. Yes. Not just selling anything. Wouldn't it be a disservice for you not to give this to that person? If you just dropped $600 on your color, and I am telling you why this particular combination of products will preserve your color so you don't have to get it done as quickly, you might be more inclined to want to buy this product. And if you have clients that are coming to you haphazardly, like mm-hmm. I know a lot of times in natural hair, which is one of the reasons why I got out of doing just loose natural hair. <laughs> I can do my washing go at home. Yeah. And so they only come to you every so often. Yeah imagine and then usually usually when they come back to you their hair's not in the best shape there you go i like that (laughs) but if you can offer them quality products right so that you're not starting from scratch because we're using the trash that's at the beauty supply Mm. wouldn't you like that for yourself it makes your job easier it makes your job easier because even if they can't maintain the style they can possibly in some ways maintain the integrity of their hair so it's not feeling dry and brittle when they come back. And so now your work isn't as hard. Yeah. And then now they're not looking salty because you're like, this is the new total. And they're like, oh, why is it so much more? Well, we had to do this treatment and you had to do a trim. You had to do all, a cut, all these things. And they're like, oh, this is crazy. These hair salons are always trying to. And it's like, I'm, I am giving you tools. So it's, it's kind of like when you leave a mechanic and maybe they recommend a particular grade of gas. Yeah. Or when you get oil changes, it's like, don't use the, the the lowest level oil when you get oil change. Maybe yeah. step it up a notch. It'll make a difference in the long run when you don't have to replace your whole engine and your transmission because you've not been getting quality oil changes or you've not been using the right gas for your particular car, even though I'm a regular gas girl myself. I'm just going to say Across it. the board. Across the board, I'm regular. But I think my cars be regular, so I don't know. <laughs> anyway, I'm just saying, if you have premium hair, you feel like you got premium hair. You, use you premium want, products. And you want premium care, use premium products. Premium hair and premium care. Okay. It's a tagline. It is. I think that stylists are afraid of feeling salesy. Yeah. And as somebody who has a background in sales does not bother me. Yeah. Because I don't feel like I am being a salesman. I feel like I'm offering you a solution to your problem. Mm-hmm. So it's like if ever, whenever my phone rings and someone calls to sell me something, I'm annoyed. Because I don't want you to sell me something. I want you to offer me a solution to my problem. Yes. And even if I'm not interested in in what you're offering, you were offering a solution. Yeah. And maybe I will be interested at some point. But just calling it just to say, just to feel salesy and, and almost like not to degrade a car salesman, but it feels like that. Yeah. It gets such a reputation for being so cheesy. I'm not trying to be cheesy when yeah. I tell you that this is really the best product for your yeah. hair. And I, and I know what is best. And you really should take this into consideration. And then I think... When people are told no, yeah, I think that's when people are like, see, see, that's yeah. why I look because nobody wants to buy yeah. it. No, that's the narrative you're telling yourself. Yeah. Somebody wants to buy it. Somebody wants to buy yeah. it. And I feel like, again, going back to the practice of it, you're going to hear no. You're supposed to hear no. Especially as, as an entrepreneur. Yeah. Like, no is just part of the like experience. Yeah. But it's still having the courage to believe in yourself, to believe in the product that you're mm-hmm. selling, I to believe in solutions that you offer, yeah. to say, hey, okay, maybe they don't understand it at the first visit, but they see you talking about it enough. Because more, more 
often than not, somebody needs to be asked more than once before they say oh, yes. Oh, for sure. So this it's very rare that you get a yes on the first yeah. go. Like even think about someone trying to date you. That your last last person that flirted with you. Last date you went on. Was it was not 100 years ago, but it was not an immediate. Actually, I think it was an immediate. Yes. Oh, was yes, man. I was. I was. Easy. Yeah, my husband, I was like, Wait, mm, I don't, no, I'm not going out with you. Really? I, <laughs> she's playing hard. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I say yes right away. But I probably low-key asked him, too. So that's, a, that's, another, that's another episode. That's for another time. But I understand your point that yeah. sometimes people need to be asked more than once. They need to be presented with a solution more than once. There have been products that I, so recently I purchased some, uh, what do you call it? Like accident insurance and things like disability insurance, mm-hmm. myself, as well as a team. And the company that we went with, I know for a fact they've approached me before. Mm-hmm. And then just for whatever reason, I, it was not that I didn't think the quality of the product was there. I yeah. just, no, no, nope. my answer yeah. was just no. Yeah. And then a couple of months ago, somebody reached out and I, I was just like, okay, sure, whatever. We can meet. She caught me on the right day at the right time. Right. And then we sat and we talked only like 20 minutes. And I was like, oh, I, I need this. Need this. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. And I actually want you to talk to the team about this, right? Yeah. It doesn't benefit me. I don't, she's not paying me for that. Yeah. So she came in a few weeks later, talked to the team and we all were like, and I, and I prefaced it with, I don't, I'm not getting paid for this. Yeah. She presented something to me that I think is a good solution. And I would like to present it to you all. Yeah. Listen for yourselves and decide for yourselves and for your family. And we move forward. Yeah. I said no, the first one or two times that someone else came to me with that. The time was right. I had the information I needed. She presented it in a way that I was like, this could help me. Yeah. It's a solution. And now I am a, I purchased it. Exactly. I'm very happy. So look at that. You might hear no. That can turn to a yes. Just persistence. Yeah. And I wholeheartedly believe retail is one of the game changers in the beauty industry for stylists specifically Mm -hmm. to allow them to take advantage of this million billion dollar industry like it's too many stylists that are complacent and content with mm-hmm. just having enough above the poverty line i yes. just i want more we want more for you from yeah you. and there's so, you. There. Okay. there's so much out there there's so much out there so much there's there's head wraps it doesn't have to be products there's hair ties there's jewelry there's... i just added earrings earrings i literally there's now so retail earrings because what I noticed was oftentimes clients were commenting and today it's just like a basic gold hoop, but yeah. comments were commenting like on the earrings that you have on, yes. they would comment. And so once I had my use, my sales in USAX, I was just going down the wholesale, <laughs> like rabbit things, hole. I was like, I'll have a hundred pieces of that. I have 30,000 units of that. And I was like, earrings. Yeah. Put the earrings out there. The earrings have been selling. Yes. And the, the funny thing about the earrings, unlike the product, the earring is just sitting on the shelf. Yeah. And so when they're checking out. That's the name for that. The things that get you right at the, yeah, at the just, chest. Yeah. Right like, like, I don't know if it's product placement, but literally I'm not exaggerating. And it's not a hustle because they are cute earrings. I yeah. own some of the earrings. I went on Etsy, had these cute little custom made earring stands. I put them yeah. on there. There's like a, it's a whole display situation. The earrings literally just sit there and they just sell and they just sell and i'm not doing anything crazy except hitting purchase 
That's it. That's it. And then if it doesn't work, okay, I pivot. Maybe I don't get earrings this time. Maybe I do something else. I do bonnets. I do head wraps. Um, I've seen salons do hand uh, hand lotions. I've seen them do with the little clips that women wear in their hair now. Uh, Headbands. All of it is tied to beauty. Yes. So exercise stuff. Like there's so, it's so, just, it's really understanding your client. Right. Listening to their lifestyle, Mm -hmm. the things that they talk about, Mm -hmm. the things that they have struggles finding or getting and provide the solution. That's it. I've worn shirts sometimes from small businesses and I've had a client say, where'd you get that shirt? Yep. I'll send the link and I'm like, I purchased my shirt. I purchased yeah. my hoodie. And it's not even my business. It's usually a small black business. Yeah. And so then I'm like, let me reach. I did reach out to a retailer recently for a wholesale. Yeah. I'm going to talk about this real quick. And there was a minimum investment of, a, I think, $1,000. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I had to say, that might be a little bit more yeah. than I can invest on the first purchase. So I'm trying to see if there's a way that we can make it work because there usually is a minimum investment from the business owner's perspective that the retailer may require of you, that the wholesaler may require of you. Um, and sometimes that minimum investment might be $150. Yeah. Sometimes it might be $3,000. Yeah. So you got to decide what make, what you can afford to retail because if the product sells for $70 a pop, then maybe you can't afford to retail that. But there is something that your client needs that you can afford to retail to them. That is the easy thing to get, to access, and to sell to them. Yeah, and then just watch the revenue go up and then use that to place your next order. Right, for the $1,000 For the bigger one. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, hey, that's how I did it. And like, that's the play. Run the play, y'all. There Trying you go. to tell you, okay? Cheat code, right. Cheat code. So as you, as we, if we could encourage you yes, to raise your frequency um, within the next seven days, I would say learn a product, pick a product that you believe in, learn it inside and out, and then reach out to see if you can retail it. See if you can offer that solution to your clients. And if you do locks, shameless plug, holler at Crown Elements, okay? How would you encourage them to raise the I would frequency? say the same. I would find something that you're already using on your clients. Like make it easy. You don't, there are like, we talked about earrings and head wraps and things like that. Look at the stuff you're already using in the salon. Look at the moisturizer sprays you're using. Look at the conditioners, the shampoos you're using. Look at the hair ties that you're using. Look at the towels. Right. Yes. And then just offer that. Like, like you don't have to recreate the play. You can start with the things that you actively use, even if it means taking those and trying to find smaller size versions of that yeah. it doesn't always have to be the eight ounce bottle yeah, yeah it could be the four the two ounce bottle start with that see how it goes see how your clients respond and if they don't respond then look for something else don't yeah. stop with the first thing if you get a no yeah and but also to add to that challenge yourself you got it's always a no if you don't say anything mm-hmm. okay so yes. would you like to add this to would you like to take this home um didn't you like after you do their hair touch their hair yeah how does your hair feel do you like that feeling yes i use the mirror Mm -hmm. i use this on your hair today make sure you take it take it home with you put that bug in the air while you're doing the hair so when you check them out just say oh yeah didn't you want to add right yes i thought (laughs) something i learned in cosmetology school i think it was a cosmetology school that this that the sale because it is still a sale yeah starts at the shampoo bowl yes 
Absolutely. So at the shampoo bowl. This so today we're going to use the Crown Elements conditioning herbal herbal Treat treatment. Herbal treatment. Yeah. And right here. here they and here's why here's why I love the Crown Elements herbal treatment. Because it does this. It leaves this level of shine. It the hair feels good. The hair is more, this is why I love it. I've been using this product for a while. The owner is local. She's amazing. This is not a commercial for Crown Elements, except it really is. And this is why I really think you would like it. We have some at the front desk. And then you keep it pushing. Yeah. It's a part of the conversation. It's, it's not even like you, yeah. you pause and we went to commercial. Okay. There you so go. challenge yourself. Increase your sales. Increase your ticket. Take some more money home to your family. That part. Okay. And thank you for listening. <laughs> we appreciated you being here. If you heard anything that inspired you, make sure you leave us a five-star rating review with what you plan to retail. We would love to hear about yes. it. Would love to share it with everyone that is listening. And you can find us on socials at Salon Frequency. And it's Frida Brown. Bye.